The following is a special edition of Talk 10 Tuesdays, Dateline Washington, IPPS Final Rule, Comment and Analysis. Here now is the publisher of ICD-10 Monitor and the host of Talk 10 Tuesdays, Chuck Buck. The long-awaited and highly anticipated inpatient perspective payment system final rule, well, it was released late Tuesday afternoon, September the 2nd. And that's the good news. The not-so-good news, because the rule was published Tuesday, September the 2nd, you and your team have precious little time to prepare for these changes since the IPPS becomes effective October the 1st, 2020. Fortunately, today you're going to learn more about the IPPS final rule. We've asked two subject matter experts to provide context and analysis of the 2021 IPS. Joining us today for this special Talk to Tuesday edition are Lori Johnson and Stanley Nockerson. Stanley Nockerson is a former CMS career professional and he is the founder of Nockerson Advisors LLC. He's a permanent panelist on Talk Ten Tuesdays, and his segment, RegWatch, is an important addition to the live content on the long-running broadcast. Lori Johnson is Senior Healthcare Consultant at Revenue Cycle Solutions, LLC. She, too, is a popular panelist on Talk Ten Tuesdays, and she's a member of the ICD-10 Monitor Editorial Board. You can read her reporting on the IPS final rule on the homepage at ICD-10 Monitor. Lori will also be leading an ICD-10 Monitor three-part webcast on the 2021 IPS starting on September the 15th. So let's begin. And Stanley, let's begin with you. Now, the IPS final rule was eagerly anticipated, and yet it was published on Tuesday, September the 2nd. So going through a rigorous regulatory process, especially during COVID-19 and the public health emergency, it must have been a challenge for CMS. But aside from the process, what do we need to know? Chuck, in the midst of the public health emergency, CMS did manage to issue this hospital inpatient and long-term care prospective payment rule for fiscal year 2021. These rules provide for payment and policy changes effective for discharges on and after October 1st, 2020. The rule issued somewhat later than usual this year due to the pandemic contains payment and policy updates on a number of issues including 13 new technology add-on payments, a new DRG for chimeric antigen receptor, CAR-T, cell therapies, and is also making Medicare hospital payments more market-based. It finalizes a requirement for hospitals to report to CMS the median rate negotiated with Medicare Advantage organizations for inpatient services to use as a market basket instead of charge-based data. CMS will begin to collect this data in 2021 and will use it in the methodology for calculating inpatient hospital payments beginning in 2024. This annual update rule is always eagerly anticipated. Despite the public health emergency, CMS was still required to go through the entire necessary steps to develop and publish these policies through the normal regulatory process, which includes both a proposed rule and the final rule. This is a massive undertaking in a normal year and has been especially difficult during these times. Chuck, back to you. Thanks, Stanley, very much. That was Stanley Nockerson. And you can hear Stanley's RegWatch segment here on Talk 10 Tuesdays. So what are the new MSDRG changes? Lori Johnson is standing by with the details. This is Dateline Washington, IPPS final rule, comment and analysis. A special report on the 2021 IPS final rule. Stand by. Buried in the thousands of pages of the 2021 IPPS Final Rule are details that are critical to your organization's financial health. 
Register now for a three-part series on the many changes to the ICD-10 CMPCS code sets and updates to guidelines, designations, and methodology. With so much to digest, you'll appreciate the guidance, instruction, and insights provided by nationally renowned ICD-10 coding expert Lori Johnson during this upcoming webcast series. Count on Lori to help you master crucial details in the final rule, including new concepts, codes, designations, and MSDRG changes. Make sure you and your team are ready and confident on October 1st. Register now to attend 2021 IPS Final Rule Webcast Series, Three Programs to Improve Your Performance. Part 1 begins Tuesday, September 15th. Register now. Lori Johnson is here with analysis of the new MSDRGs found in the 2021 IPS Final Rule. Lori, what's new and what do we need to know? Thank you, Chuck. First of all, there's 2,160 pages in that final rule, and what I did learn by reading it was that most of the proposed DRG changes were adopted in the final rule. There's more for me to read about the MSDRGs where the procedures and the diagnosis are a mismatch, so the 981 to 989 MSDRGs. As Stanley mentioned, the DRG for CAR therapy, it's a new DRG, MSDRG 18, and it has a relative weight of 37.3290, so that's a DRG that you don't want to miss. There are new DRGs for kidney transplants that require a hemodialysis, and those are new MSDRGs 650 and 651. There are also new DRGs for major head and neck procedures, and those are 140, 141, and 142. They've also added new DRGs for ear, nose, and throat procedures, and those are DRGs 143, 144, and 145. MSDRGs 129 through 134 have been deleted. There's also been some updates to procedures between MSDRGs 250 and 251 and to 273, 274, as well as some code combination additions for contractility modulation device in MSDRGs 222 to 227. In the process of doing this analysis, they found 12 pairs of clinically invalid codes in that same MSDRG range, and that has been deleted. So with that, Chuck, I will turn it back to you. Thanks, Lori, very much. Uh, that was Lori Johnson. Lori is a senior health consultant for Revenue Cycle Solutions, LLC, and you can read her reporting on the 2021 IPS final rule. It's on the homepage at ICD-10 Monitor. And be sure to register to attend her three-part webcast on the 2021 IPS final rule. That starts on Tuesday, September the 15th at 1.30 p.m. I want to thank both Stanley Nockerson and Lori Johnson for their analysis of the recently posted 2021 IPS final rule. So in the time remaining, let's talk about some important takeaways from what we've heard from both of you today. And Stanley, let's start with you. Well, Chuck, I think with the fact that the rule was published a little later than usual, it puts a larger burden on hospitals and hospital vendors to update their necessary systems and procedures so that they'll be ready for these discharges beginning uh, October 1st. It's a little shorter. It's probably a two to three weeks shorter than normal. Uh, and especially with the upcoming Labor Day weekend and all of the other 
processes that have been impacted by the public health uh, emergency, it's really going to be a, a tough hoe for the hospitals to make it in time. Stanley, talk to me about the market basket issue with CMS as it relates to the uh, price transparency rule. The earlier issued price transparency rule requires hospitals to make available to the public all of their negotiated prices on around 300 procedures with all of the different health plans that they deal. Uh, Hospitals had objected to this, but in a uh, recent court decision, the courts ruled that CMS had the authority to require them to do that. Now that they are required to do that, CMS is planning to take some of that data, the rates that are negotiated with Medicare Advantage plans, and use that to help determine what the appropriate price for each of the DRGs will be in upcoming years, instead of relying on just the cost and charge reports that the hospitals have been submitting. It allows CMS to respond a little bit more on a market basis rather than what hospitals are just reporting to them. Thanks, Stanley. And, Lori, what are some important takeaways from you about the 2021 IPS final rule? Stanley mentioned that the very short time frame before the implementation, October 1st, I see that the coding and grouping software companies, that's going to be a big task for them to complete and have that to their clients by October 1st. So I would suggest that the hospital start to talk about what are their contingency plans I remember days when we used to hold those claims until we had the software installed. And also, just in general, it's important to review what the DRG changes are, start to educate the coders and the clinical documentation integrity specialists about what those changes are. You need to review queries. Do those need to be updated to be compliant with the most recent changes? And also another thing that gets lost is what does the documentation look like for some of these new technology items? Because it's going to be important so that coders can recognize that documentation to be able to sign the appropriate procedure codes to trigger that additional reimbursement. Thanks, Laurie, very much. There's a lot to learn and precious little time in which to learn all that you need to know for the 2021 IPS final rule. Thank you both. That's going to be a wrap for this special edition of Talk 10 Tuesday's Dateline Washington IPBS final rule, comment and analysis. And a special thanks to Stanley Knoxon and Laurie Johnson for joining us today. And remember, you can listen to all the Talk 10 Tuesday podcasts anytime, anywhere, on any device, and it's free. You can listen to us on Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, and Google. And when you do, rate us. Give us a review. Until Tuesday, September the 15th, when we return with Talk 10 Tuesday, I'm Chuck Buck, reporting for ICD-10 Monitor and Talk 10 Tuesday. Thanks for joining us. The Dateline Washington IPPS Final Rule Comment and Analysis has been a production of ICD-10 Monitor. (laughs) 